Welcome to Ad Chatter, the podcast from adpulp.com, where we gather around the virtual water cooler and talk about ads and the ad business. Hello, friends and colleagues. Welcome back to Ad Chatter. This is your host, David Byrne in Austin, Texas, and we have our co-host, Dan Goldgeier. Dan, how are you and how are things in Seattle today? Things are fine out here, David. Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> it's our show. It's, it's our, our show. <laughs> we're, the, we're the co-hosts. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, Dan Goldgeier reached out to me in the very early days of adpulp.com. He was visiting Chicago. We had a nice dinner and he's been writing or participating in some way. Now we have this awesome podcast that you're listening to. So thank you. (laughs) Uh, Today, Dan, we have such a large topic to discuss. The Richards group is melting down, you might say, because its founder, Stan Richards, was loose with his words. The words got back to the client. And to be specific, the words that everyone is reacting to. Uh, According to the Dallas Morning News, Richards described a new ad pitch for longtime client Motel 6 as being, quote, too black for the motel operator's, quote, white supremacist audience. Since that time, Motel 6 has resigned the account as have several other clients. Dan, what in the world? Well, this, yeah, and I've read a lot of books about the history of advertising and advertising agencies. This will turn out to be one of the costliest mistakes ever in the history of advertising agencies. He's been, the Richards Group has been fired by HEB. They've been fired by uh, Home Depot. They've been fired by Motel 6. They've been fired by the Salvation Army. Um, They've been fired by Keurig, Dr. Pepper. Yes, the fallout was quick and decisive, and the agency right now, I don't know anybody there currently. I don't believe I do, but I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, very, very nervous people right now who are facing job losses and just a lot of turmoil. Yes, the uh, the fallout, and for the people who uh, were totally innocent, had nothing to do with anything, and you might lose your job over it, is is a is a horrible outcome of this. What I'd like to do with you, Dan, today is is to try to provide a little bit of context for this situation. As we all know. Uh, inflammatory words leak out to the press, and then here's all this fallout. What I would like to do is talk about what is an internal creative review, because that's what this was. It was it was a Zoom call with about 40 people from the Richards group. Stan was on it. Uh, it was an internal meeting. The client was not part of this meeting. And they were trying to discuss some new work. And you and I both know, Dan, that in these meetings, we have to be free to say anything and everything about the work itself. And casting comes into it. We've all had these casting discussions. Right. You know, when you boil it down, 
any creative ad campaign or any concept is the product of hundreds of decisions, small and large decisions that happen when a copywriter is looking over a designer's shoulder or an ad agent, you know, an, an account executive is in the hallway. A lot of, the, there are just a thousand decisions. It is not just what's the headline and what's the visual. It's what's the background color? What's the type? Uh, what's the tone of it? Um, and then you get into visuals. You get into casting. If you're dealing with video and audio, who's the voiceover? What's the wardrobe? Uh, casting, of course, a, a big one, of course, a big one, of course. So any one of these decisions, uh, they're all, they're all subjective and they all merit some sort of discussion because they all have an effect on the end product of the work. And what we've seen with this incident, and you and I have been in the rooms many, many times for these discussions, they are, a lot of times they're freeform. There's creative tension that a lot of people like to discuss that, you know, the more you can freely discuss things, the better the work product will be. But in this case, clearly, we are being reminded that these conversations, especially when they involve things like casting or issues of race or issues that might bring up uh, perceived biases, these conversations need to be happening sensitively, respectfully, and tactfully, even if it's all within the agency family as per se. I agree with that. Um, and I, I think what I really want to say about this is that he, he, the inflammatory language is calling Motel 6, uh, calling their, their customers uh, whites, the white supremacist. Right. You, and, that, and that probably was the triggering event. You never, I don't care who you are, I don't care who your client is, you don't denigrate their customers ever. I agree with and you. That's right. a firing offense. And they were fired. Um, yeah. but what I would like to offer, though, is who knows this customer base? Answer, Stan Richards. And guess what? Motel 6, just two years ago, had a massive legal problem. Right. They paid $7.6 million to settle a legal case because their hotel uh, motel operators were supplying databases uh, to the feds because they were so worried about immigration. So we have a, we have a client here that does not have much room uh, to stand on when it comes to this moral high ground, and yet that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, it, Stan Richards has been working on this account for 34 years. And I would argue that is longer than the lifetimes of half his agency. So he knows his customer and he knows his client. He knows what they'll go for and he knows what they won't go for. And the, pre the fact that Motel 6 has had their own problems, their, their own house may not be in order is another issue is why are you still working with these people um they have had of course this is one of the most venerated and awarded as we'll play in a little bit agency client relationships because they've done a great radio campaign for the last i don't know 25 30 years mm -hmm. but they've got the, but as you said motel six has their own issues and 
So yeah, maybe they don't have a lot of room to talk. And so does Home Depot, by the way. And also Cracker Barrel dropped Richard's group from a pitch. And when I just stand back and say to myself, Cracker Barrel. Well, yeah, Crack, you know, Cracker Barrel, which also had problems. And, and Home Depot and Motel 6, Dan. What, I mean, the, there's a question that hasn't been asked. Why is the Richard's group dancing with these folks? That's a very good question. And uh, they also had Chick-fil-A for many, many years. Um, so, you know, Stan Richards wrote a, a, an article in Ad Age a couple of years ago uh, about being an agency in middle America and having a bit more of a pulse on m that constituency or that, you know, just not being in New York City in the or San Francisco and not being on the coasts and not having that elitist attitude. But there's just a series of clients that have had some issues with uh, who their customers are or what their policies are. So it's, it's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. There's so many pieces to this that yeah. we don't know the answer to. And, and that is one of the reasons that I look at this story and say to myself, I, I don't like the piling on. I don't like the, the, the political correctness as, as just an auto reflex um, because you're taking these words out of context, out of the internal creative review and making a big freaking deal out of it without knowing all the facts. Now, here's another thing, Dan. Why did the Richards group tell the client? I have no idea. I mean, you had 40 people on a Zoom call, and maybe the call was recorded. Uh, you know, some, you know, before in a pre COVID world, everybody would be in a conference room. And that may or may not make a difference, but somebody in that group or somebody who was in that room where it happened, the Zoom where it happened, decided, okay, this is this is ridiculous. I don't like these comments. I don't approve of these comments. And it must have spread throughout the rest of the agency. Oh, did you hear what Stan said? And perhaps in a moment of transparency, they went to the client. Perhaps um, they wanted the client to hear it directly from a senior person in the ad agency before it got you know, before it went through the rumor mill, I have no idea. And, 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 you know, maybe we'll find out at some point, but. Um, okay. Well, just for the record, when you're having an internal creator review, it's internal. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? We are living in a world where people are talking their, gossiping they're on slack they're on fishbowl they're on twitter they are spreading um they're they're letting this you know they're letting things out of the room they're they're telling people about without uh, thinking well yeah and and also just hoping that there's um repercussions that that they would that they, that they will get out of that a remedy for the situation I don't know Stan Richards, so I can't defend him as a person. I, I know him as a professional and one of the great ad professionals of modern time. 
He's an 88-year-old man with a 20-story building in Dallas with his name on it, employing 700 and some people. Uh, and because somebody felt the need to tell on Stan, now the agency is in a world of hurt. And beyond that, there's an embarrassment level uh, to Stan. And Stan is the one who provides the paychecks. I, I don't like this story. I don't like anything about this, that he said these things, that there's a bunch of tattletales. Uh, and now guess what? They're, they're trying to get him to resign. And He and did. He did last night. He did. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. We are recording this on Friday, October 16th. This has been a fast-moving story for the last four days. Stan Richards decided, yes, he was going to resign. He, that was an announcement in that age. He also cre uh, made a three-minute video addressed to the students and the faculty at the, I think it's University of Texas, that has an advertising program in his name. Uh, there's been discussion about maybe taking his name off that program, but he addressed this directly on video. That's also on Ad Age. So this is, a this is a fast-moving story, and we're going to probably hear a lot more about it after we record this. The Stan Richards School of Advertising at the Moody School of Communications at the University of Texas in Austin. I didn't know those things, Dan, so thank you for catching me up. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that, Dan, uh, that Stan was forced out of his own agency at 88 years old because we live in this type of politically correct climate of reactionary, childish nonsense. Now that I'm ripping, let me just say, um, we're not advocating for racism. I don't believe he's a racist. He was talking about making a commercial and it got taken out of context and now this. So I don't like it at all. Um, speaking of commercials <laughs> on this client, um, let us say that they just won, Motel 6 and the Richards Group, just won a Radio Mercury Award for a radio spot. I'd like to play it. Hi, Tom Bodette here to pitch a new concept, Motel Six Feet Apart. It's not an official name change, just something I'm workshopping. See, Motel 6 is all about following social distancing rules and enhanced cleaning procedures. And they're still offering a clean, comfortable room at a great low price, so you can keep your distance from overspending. Well, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 Feet Apart. Still think that works. And we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Yeah, this cut. Light on for you. Lights are off. Yeah, well, you know, we're going to, uh, I don't know that uh, they're going to, whoever Motel 6 uses, I don't know where they're going to go with this campaign. This campaign has been running for, God, at least 25 years. Tom Bodette, um, voiceovers and that music and a very simple message, clean, comfortable room at a reasonable price. And there's always a little new spin on it. So this has been a regular on the award show circuit, just because I think people are familiar with it. And there's always some sort of a fresh spin, as you heard with this COVID we're, I don't think we'll probably hear Tombo dead again. Um, maybe we will, but uh, it won't be the Richards group working on it. That's for sure. Well, with all these clients peeling off, I can only imagine what the rainmakers uh, throughout Texas and the country are thinking. 
uh, how can they get these accounts? These are some charity accounts, including HEB, one of the largest grocery store chains in the United States. Um, it's Texas and Mexico based. If you don't live in Texas, you might not know, but HEB dominates the state uh, and is a beloved grocery store. <laughs> um, and they also have the kind of corporate values that would, that would make sense to distance. What I was saying earlier is uh, Home Depot doesn't, and Motel 6 doesn't, and Cracker Barrel doesn't, um, but apparently maybe they're trying to shift. Um, so it's a really sad and horrible story. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good at all about this story. Um, I don't see how anybody can feel good about this. No, and just like us, I think you're going to hear and you're going to see um, a hundred blog posts and reaction and hot takes about what teachable moments this can be and what lessons can be learned. And all I would say is that this situation per, per what you said earlier about creative reviews happens all the time. We need to find a way to have sensitive conversations about concepts that can push the work further yet have uh everybody in the room feel okay and comfortable with the, disc the nature of the discussion. I would like to think it has something to do with maturity, but I could be wrong. Um, Dan, let's move on. And that was hard. Thank you for that. There was a commercial that our friend Rob Schwartz recently made uh, that I want to share. I know we've both looked at it. I'm going to play it for our listeners and then we'll discuss it. This is about, this is a political commercial that, that he didn't make a shy day. He's making it with some friends It's called white house dogs. And you can find that on YouTube. I'm going to play it now. Walking a dog on the White House lawn with that look. The spot resolves with Choose Your Humans Wisely, Biden Harris, URL Dog Lovers for Joe.com. And what we couldn't see were stills of presidents from Reagan up to now and their beloved furry creatures. And Dan and I, we both have beloved furry creatures. This is a kind of a funny, heartwarming spot. Yeah. And it's, yes, it's preaching to the choir. It's preaching to dog lovers. It's preaching to people who do not like President Trump. Because this is one of those softer, never mind his policies, never mind his, um, his businesses. Uh, this is more about the character of a person. And there was a meme that, or a quote that I saw that's been floating around Twitter and Facebook. And there's just no joy in this White House. There's no art. There's no music. There are no touch footballs like the Kennedys used to have. There's no fishing like the Bushes used to have. And I think this is part of that 
God, we need normal people back in the White House who love dogs, who are dog people. And so it's a very simple idea, but it speaks to issues of, of character and the kind of people that Americans like to see in their, white, in, their, in their presidents. And Mr. Biden has a dog, a German shepherd called Champ. And I really am looking forward to seeing that German shepherd on the White House lawn. I hope so. Thank you, friends and colleagues. This has been Ad Chatter this week. It's, it's been the Richards Group story. Is just, it's just kind of unreal. Uh, so thank you for listening and, and considering our points of view. Dan, thank you so much. Thank for you, David. Chattering once again. And friends, we'll be back soon next week with another episode of Ad Chatter. Sponsored by Large Mountain in Omaha, Nebraska. Engineered by Dan Goldgeier in Seattle, Washington.